Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone! Hello! And welcome to Kirsty and Bryony's Comfort Zone. I am Kirsty. And I am Bryony. And today I've brought a little dream to our dream picnic. Lovely. I haven't. I have got, <laughs> as usual, just lots of little scraps of dream in my brain. Um, but, I've had a bit concrete. of that recently. Because I've had... I've been sleeping a lot because I've had a tummy bug, which no. hasn't been fun. Um, but I did that thing where you're like, I don't know what I can do, so I will just go to sleep and just hope something sorts it out inside me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've had a lot of sleep, but it's just been those like little, little like, I know that I've been having dreams. I wake up like oh, that was a cool dream. And I'm like, why? What happened? I'm like, I don't know. Ah, it was cool, though. <laughs> I just remember it being sort of cool, but I don't know cool. why. Um, but this dream that I have brought is quite a long one for me. I feel like oh. I've not had any long ones no, recently. just have a peep and see how long it is. It's four minutes and 43 seconds. Wow. Yeah. Pretty Whereas good. I feel like a lot of mine have been like... Two minutes recently. Yeah, most of yours are are quite concise. Mine are always really long and rambly, and then I'll yawn midway. (laughs) We we should uh, make that comfort zone bingo again. (laughs) Yawn in Kirsty Dream. (laughs) (laughs) Airplane flies overhead in Kirsty Dream. Stress dreams. Stress dreams. Going to school. Homework. Oh, God, I think I had a school dream again the other day, actually. Oh, no. I don't really remember exactly what happened, but I know I had... I had a maths thing due, but it was... It was the same as always. It was like, I've left school. I'm not at school anymore, but I have maths to do... And I need to do it. But then I was like, but I've left school, so I don't need to do it. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. it. It was something like this. The last day of school, we finished everything. And I want to go home. But there's math homework due, like, in the next lesson. 
but it's but also at the same time everyone's finished and it's just, it's just such a fun <laughs> I was just like no I'm just gonna leave I'm, I'm off goodbye I'm done <laughs> I do love when you have that sort of dream feeling though of like oh actually no this is a dream I don't have to do this it's like when you wake up thinking it's like the morning and you're meant to be getting up for work and then you're suddenly like oh no it's fine it's the weekend it's fine it's, it's like weekend. that feeling of relief yeah. the mini stress followed by the big relief is like oh no it's a dream yeah. i don't have to do maths homework it's fine whatever <laughs> i wonder if that happened last night actually the maths dream because it, i did kind of dream about school as well um i didn't yeah. record it though because it was just all over the place but the bulk of it was that I was somewhere and they had a pool and there was a group of people. And I think a lot of the people in the group were from like Twitch chat. Um, and they, oh. they kind of just drafted me in to play in their underwater football game. So it was just football, but in a swimming pool, which doesn't really work. And I was just like, I don't really want to. And they were like, no, 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 come on, come on. You have to help. And I was just like, oh. And I played for a little bit and then I was like, no, I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. I never agreed to this. Blah, 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 blah. And then then I went and found my year six teacher. (laughs) And and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I have to go. I have to leave. And she was like, okay, that's fine. If you're feeling bad, you can go. And at that point, I think I realized I had math homework. And I was like, nope, I'm just going to leave. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) How well do you remember your teachers? Pretty well. Yeah, pretty well. I, I mean, I remember, I think I remember the names of the ones from junior school more than senior school in a lot of cases. Like, Yeah, same. Because I always yeah. find it weird that I'm like, I would have spent however many years with my secondary school teachers, but they've just sort of... They've just sort of taken I've, off. I think it's because yeah. there are so many of them. Like, in yeah. junior school, you have your main teacher and you kind of just stick with them, right? But, yeah. But you um you have so many in senior school that they all just sort of merge. There are a few, like, you know, that, you know, because I was friends with some of them after leaving school. Um, But, yeah, the the ones sort of around the edge, they just kind of taper off and it's like, what was their name yeah. again? I don't know. You feel bad because you're like, they obviously, they were trying their darndest to set me up for life and teach me stuff, but I don't remember who you are. I don't I'm remember sorry. them. <laughs> yeah. I, I I remember the ones from when I was quite young, pretty well. I think when I was in, probably in like reception or just year two or something, I think I had one called Mrs. Good and she was nice. Good. Um, Mrs. Good. And then I had a Scottish lady called Mrs. Merriman and she was great. She was mental. She was just a, an old Scottish lady and she used to, if someone misbehaved, she said she had kippers under the carpet. Because there was like a hollow that you could knock on in the carpet. And she said, I keep my kippers in there and, and I'll get them out and I'll whack you if you misbehave. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she was so good. <laughs> I used to have a teacher who would um, sing the register. Aww. So you had to be like, like she would sing your name and be like, Bryony. And you had to be like, yes, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> Everyone had to sing back. It was really cute. That feels like something I would do. (laughs) And then I had a teacher who was like, 
Oh my gosh, she was full of cautionary tales and she was basically like uh i like i remember two of the tales one of them was about um a girl who had no feeling like physical feeling and all I remember is that one day her mother found her and she had put her hands in the oven and was like, Mummy, why are my hands changing colour? Oh my I God. don't remember the moral of this story whatsoever. Don't I just put remember your hands being in like, the oven. what? <laughs> yeah. And then there was another one which had a more clear like moral that was about the boy that she taught who never did his homework and she saw him and he was sweeping the streets in the snow. No. And she walked past him and she was like if only he had have done his homework (laughs) (laughs) that one was a bit more on the nose (laughs) it was oh i had a teacher called mrs slack um she was my year three teacher she was great she was northern i think and she would always grab the meter stick like the the big ruler and she'd pretend yeah. she was a witch. So she'd be perfectly normal. <laughs> then she'd grab the meter stick and be like, Rah! Why oh is nobody God. doing their homework? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I, I'm starting to realise that all of these mental women have just shaped the way that I am. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had this teacher. She would have been year two, I think. And... Oh my gosh, she was pretty much like, oh, what's her name? Is it Anne Robinson? Is that who oh, does the, the, weakest the Weakest Link? Yeah. And if she was ever on playground duty, I remember there was one time she was on playground duty and I fell over and my knee was like bleeding. And I like my friend was like, we have to go to the, the teacher. And it was her. And we went over and she just looked me up and down and went, you'll live. Ah! <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, she wasn't wrong though. I'm still here. To yeah, stay. you lived. <laughs> didn't didn't let the knee the the knee scab do me in. <laughs> Amazing! Oh my god! Yeah, I um, I did. Did you ever have teachers that were just terrifying, like inherently terrifying? Everybody was scared of yeah. them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I had a few of them growing up, but they often they ended up being quite nice. Um. Obviously, I mean. For the most part, if you're if you're lucky, um, <laughs> teachers generally want to be there. Um, yeah. and, but in year four, we had a teacher called Mrs. Walton, and she was like an older lady. She was very small, very slight, but she was like, I mean, I feel like this is my how old would I've been nine? My nine year old brain probably exaggerating it a bit, but she just looked. For want of a better word, she she looked like a witch. She looked like a classic witch. She had like sort of scruffy graying hair. She had like the tooth that stuck out the front, kind of like Nanny McPhee. Um, <laughs> but she was terrifying. She was absolutely terrifying. And she, when she wanted your attention, she'd stand at the front of the class and she'd just make a really high pitched noise like Meh! and. <laughs> And it would be like, oh my God, oh God, she wants it. And everyone would just go dead silent because she was so terrifying. (laughs) But yeah, I had her, she was my teacher in year four. And oh my God, I was just like, this is the worst. This is the worst thing that could ever possibly happen. (laughs) (laughs) But I lived. I remember there was a teacher who, he was called Mr. Charles. And he was, because my brother and sister went to the same uh, schools as me. 
and they both absolutely loved him. And I was so excited. I was like, I'm finally going to get, he was like year five. I was like, oh, I'm finally going to get to have Mr. Charles. Like he's, he seems so lovely all this time. And I guess it was sort of an oddity because he was like the only male teacher in the school as well. So it was a bit like, oh, what's he, what's it like to have a male teacher <laughs> sort of yeah. thing. And the year that he was meant to be teaching me, he was ill and he was off the entire year. And I think he oh. retired after that. So I never got to Aww. be taught by him. And instead, I had this uh, like mad South African woman who was like the substitute teacher, but for the entire year. Oh, right. my God, she was crazy. But in like, we all loved her. Yeah. She was just, <laughs> she was, I guess because she had substitute teacher energy but for an entire year <laughs> so it's sort of like uh that's ah, not really my job is fine <laughs> i'm pretty sure we had a south african lady who substituted for like a year she taught re um <gasps> was she called mrs spilsbury no i had a friend oh. whose surname was spilsbury so i think i would have remembered that uh. i can't remember what her name was i'll be honest but but uh, she she taught RE. The problem was we, they couldn't get an RE teacher to stick. So yeah. we we had a substitute in. They would teach us something. And then we'd get another one in. And they'd look at the, the curriculum and they'd be like, right, they need to learn this. And they'd just teach us the same thing. And we ended up learning the same subject like three times. <laughs> <laughs> because we just kept getting these substitutes in that didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> I don't remember the name of my RE teacher in secondary school. But I still hold two grudges against her. Oh, no. Despite not remembering her name. So they can't be that serious. The first one was on our very first day of RE. She was like, has everyone remembered their ruler? And she was like, has anyone forgotten their ruler? And like two people put their hands up. Oh, my God. And she gave them merits for honesty. And I was Aww. like, where's my merit for remembering the thing you told me to bring? <laughs> Um, so that bothered me and then the second one was there was this boy who used to always just like piss about he was like the class clown like typical class clown yeah and she sent him out of the room and as he walked by my desk he grabbed my hand put it on his wrist and started going miss miss brandy won't let me leave she just won't let me leave miss and she sent me out as well what and i was like I was literally just sat there. So yeah, that oh was my like God. two two marks. Forgotten your name. Forgotten her name. No, but that's why you don't want to remember her name. Yeah, <laughs> I blanked it out. <laughs> oh my God! I'm trying to think of any other. There was a substitute teacher, right? Who he? I feel like he substituted at every single school in Hearts because. Everybody just seemed to know who he was. His name was Mr. Sharp. And again, it was like, oh, he's a, he's a male teacher. Ooh, we don't really get those in junior school. Um, and he, I remember he had like dark hair and glasses and he had like a really, really defined hairline. It was like a point. So it was, his hair was sharp. He was, he lived up to his <laughs> name. Um, and yeah, he seemed to teach in just like, Every single school in North Hertfordshire, it'd be like, oh yeah, Mr. Sharp, the substitute teacher. Someone from like a school on the other side of the bloody village town would be like, oh yeah, him, yeah. Yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> but I didn't like him. I had a mark against his name because when I was in year three, 
we were making uh, like toys with. So we had like these big plastic syringes that had tubes coming off of them and we were making like air toys. So you'd push the syringe and it would like push something out of the toy, for instance. Yeah. Um, and I was making a cuckoo clock. And when I was a kid, we we didn't get full size cereal boxes and we needed a cereal box for this thing. We always got like the little little ones in the eight pack. Um, so I could only get one of these tiny cereal boxes. So I showed up with one of those and I tried my best to make a little cuckoo clock and it was garbage. And I was off school one day and apparently he picked mine up and said, this is an example of what yours shouldn't look like. What? <laughs> no. But I, to be fair, I don't know if that was just one of the girls in class just being mean to me or if he genuinely said that. But I was ever since then, I was just like, Mr. Sharp, you bastard. <laughs> oh, that's true, actually. It could have just been... Yeah, a yeah. Meanie, a meanie it, it was it was a friend of mine that was a little bit of a liar, so she 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 uh, could have like tainted Mr. Sharp's reputation for forever. But yeah. we'll never know. And <laughs> let's get him on the podcast. Let's get him on. <laughs> get Mr. Sharp on here. Do you know one of the weirdest things for me? Uh, I filmed on. Well, I didn't film. I was working on this. Um, BBC TV show. I think it might have been CBBS actually, but it, it was called Dixie, okay. and we filmed in a school for it. And I remember looking around in the school and being like, "Oh my gosh, why are the teachers here so young?" Young. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, hang on, it's just because I was a child and I was at school, and everyone seemed really old." Yeah. <laughs> but my teachers probably looked like this, but in my mind, they were like. So old. 50. Yeah. All of them were 50. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying about Mrs. Walton, the one that looked like a witch. Like, I remember her son came in once and he must have been like 14 or 15. Like, she wasn't like a 70 year old witch, like I thought. Like, she, <laughs> she, <laughs> there is no way. <laughs> yeah. This poor woman. Uh. <laughs> I used to really like my year six teacher. She was very lovely. She was like, um, we had this non-uniform day at my school, I think for Red Nose Day, uh, which to anyone who's not British will sound very weird. <laughs> we have Red Nose Day. We That's do. just a day we do that have we have. Day, yeah. <laughs> Where you wear a red nose and often you wear red and you raise money for charity. But um, she, because I was like, I've always been tall. I never really had a growth spurt. I was just born tall and continued to be so. Mm-hmm. So I was actually the same height as my year six teacher. Oh my God. And the thing was, we got to wear non-uniform, but the teachers had to wear uniform. So she actually asked to borrow my uniform. Because <laughs> we were the same height. I was like, oh yeah, fine. <laughs> oh, bless. Oh, that's so oh. cute. Yeah, I got over yeah. Red Nose Day. We had Pink Day in senior school as well. Um, for tickle pink yeah so we would always have to come in and wear something the thing is they refused to make it a non-uniform day so they were like you have to wear your uniform but you you wear something pink and it's like okay so people would just take liberties and one time someone came in in a gorilla suit that was pink (laughs) (laughs) but he probably like wore his tie over it or something (laughs) yeah Oh, and like, I had just like a box of pink stuff. It's like, oh yeah, this is the pink day box when pink day rolls around at school. <laughs> it was always fun. 
Yeah, it's so people. weird talking to like I guess because now with like the internet, uh, you end up talking to more like Americans, and it's so weird when you say about school uniform, and it's just not really a thing over there. Like yeah, I think true the the like really fancy schools will have uniforms. So like in Gilmore Girls, when Rory goes to the fancy school, she has a uniform and stuff like that. But I think other than that, it's just just not a thing. Yeah, yeah. God, it's, it's weird because it's pretty much every school in the yeah, UK has uniform. Every school has uniform here, pretty much. Um, I yeah, and and they they vary so wildly as well. I remember we went on a school trip once to um, like the galleries in London. And there was a school there and their uniform was like floor length tartan skirts and they were like yellowy grey tartan and they had like leg warmers and stuff. <laughs> it was crazy. I was just like, oh my God. And like, you think if there are any like American tourists, they must be like, is this what they all dress like? <laughs> <laughs> I um, remember like like all the schools I went to had the fairly standard uniform the sort of like polo shirt and a jumper but there was I would on my way to school I would pass people going to um what is it like Dame Alice Owen is that like the posh school in St Albans oh I don't know I don't really know St Albans schools but they would have like you know the proper like blazers and the tartan skirts and I stuff and they were like Ooh. there was John Henry Newman but I don't think that's very posh but I know they had blazers um, I think, and we were like, "Oh, oh, look at them with their blazers!" Ooh. <laughs> oh, but John Mary he was in Stevenage. I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, sorry, everyone who's not from Hertfordshire. This, this is telling. just turning into a hearts chat hearts now. Gang. <laughs> hearts gang. It's like when I was in London the other day. I saw this. Uh, there was a street called Hatfields. And I almost sent you a picture being like, travelled all this way and just ended up in Hatfields. Hot <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is very... Well, I was going to say it's very Hertfordshire niche, but apparently there's like seven Hatfields in the UK. Yeah, it seems like it would be quite a common name, right? I wonder why. Like, it can't mean that there's a field, a field of hats. hats. It must be something else. Hat must have meant corn <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> Let's see. What's well, has the it shortened from Hatfield? wheat? They just dropped the W and the E and it became Hatfield. <laughs> Maybe. Where does it come from? <laughs> well, I guess actually if a lot of workers who worked the fields maybe wore hats, like those big sun-brimmed yeah, hats. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe. So maybe you'd look out and there would be like a field of hats whilst they were toiling that's what it, you do in a field, isn't it? You toil. Yeah, you toil in a field. Mm. There's also a hat field in South Yorkshire and Herefordshire. Oh. Yeah. The fake hat fields. Some in America as well. I wonder it, which was the original. The Wikipedia doesn't say the name of Hatfield. Oh. But it looks like it's very old. It was mentioned in the Doomsday Book. Oh. Hatfield is recorded in the Doomsday Book at of 1086. Wow. Wow, wow, we were. But Been going a wee I don't while. know I don't know what name they used. I don't know why it's called Hatfield. The Wikipedia entry is a mystery. Doesn't say. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Well. Huh. Would there you we like go. to hear a dream? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Just a warning for this dream. All I remember about it is that it has a six pack in it. Oh no. 
<laughs> so just bear that in mind if you don't want to hear about the six-pack. <laughs> oh, hang on. I found it. It means oh? heath-covered open land. Oh. So it's a land covered in heath. So yeah, you, they, 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 they dropped the E and the H. <laughs> Oh, so I wasn't too far off. <laughs> Ish. The principle remains. Yes. <laughs> anyway, dreams. Okay. Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? Hey. You'll find out on DG247 podcast. Looks boring. What are you on about? It All of great. their games, they look boring. It doesn't look boring. It looks like it you're an assassin on the Isle of Man. But it doesn't have the kind of... Wow. The steampunk... Quail-based economy is incredible. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> VG247's Best Games Ever podcast is ostensibly a show about figuring out what the best game in a weirdly specific category is, but it's actually just about petty arguments. You should listen to it. It's good. Is that it? That's the whole promo? Uh, yeah, I was just doing And it. that's supposed to make people subscribe, is it? Yes. Okay, good luck with that. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. I had a confusing dream because it started off that it was like, I think it was meant to be like, you're gone, but it was really futuristic. Um, and I was stood with Harry and he was doing signings, but he was like, I'll only speak to people if they speak to me in Penish which was going to be like, like Simish, but for Minecraft or something. Um, and then I had to talk to this lady because she was like, oh, I don't think I speak it or something, but I don't remember what happened there. And then I remember I started recording that part of the dream, but I got interrupted by an old friend because um, I was like lying in bed doing it and she was sat on a computer in the room or something or like sat at a, a desk doing makeup in the room and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm recording my dream. Um, and then I think that might have happened over again, but then I was in uh, an office and I was thinking, oh my gosh, I was meant to get up hours ago and start working because otherwise I'm going to have to miss Kirby Craft because I just, I have to get the work done. Um, so I was thinking like, oh no, do I need to cancel it? Do I need to cancel it? But I was chatting away. Oh no, wait, before that, there was a whole part of the dream where I was stood in a corridor and Michael Palin was there and he was having an argument or like a standoff with um oh the guy he used to do who wants to be a millionaire and the who wants to be a millionaire guy was really like he was like squaring up to him and Michael Palin was being like I'm I'm feeling um I'm like I'm feeling oh what's the word oh, I'm too eepy like scared of him sort of thing Intimidated, that's it. And um, he was like, you're intimidating me, you're intimidating me. So I started being like, oh, hey, you fella, I can't remember your name. Um, like, leave him alone, sort of thing, because the host of the show 
that this was happening for like a Louis Theroux type person just wasn't he was like letting it happen so I was like I'm gonna stand up but the mean guy started coming towards me and he like pushed me into another room and into this kitchen and he had me like pinned down I looked over and there was a young Sylvester Stallone and I was like help me Sly help me Sly and I managed to jump over the kitchen cabinet and I like just like scrambled behind him and seeing Sylvester Stallone like ran away and I was just like clinging to him he was really smooth um but yeah, but then I think I was recording that part of the dream and that's when I ended up in this office and the same friend from before was there and I was thinking, like, oh, I'm going to miss Kirby Craft. The only part of it I remember is that at one point Alex was asking me how to play a certain song on maracas. He was like, how do you remember which maraca you shake? Um, and at one point I had, like, a pin with a purple top just sticking in my elbow and I had to pull it out and I was like huh that's weird and then I was like oh no I don't reply to this other message from someone so I went to the computer and I looked and it said it was five o'clock and I was like I've just missed Kirby Craft it's, it's just too late and I can't get the work done because I've not put in a thumbnail request I've only got like two hours till the video goes out and I was just having this real like, what can I do? I guess I guess I've just missed a deadline. I guess I've just missed a stream. It's just, and I was just, yeah, stress stress dream. It was a stress dream. <laughs> In conclusion, and then I woke up, uh, in time to do my work and then go to Kirby Craft. So, yay! <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> oh my bye, god bye, bye. so you got pinned down by Chris Tarrant that was the name <laughs> I was like what is his name like I I like it just wasn't coming back to me I thought he was another Michael for some reason so because of Michael Palin I was like Michael 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 but no yeah Chris Tarrant attacked me in a dream he was really horrible and to be fair <gasps> oh I've never god. liked Chris Tarrant no not a fan I just get bad vibes off of him yeah uh, but I don't know why this happened that was a very star-studded dream it was it was just people popping up everywhere yeah so the conf the most confusing thing was right obviously it was lots of bits and pieces I tried to record the dream inside the dream twice uh it was all over the place but this happened on this was like Sunday night, Monday morning. And I woke up like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. I've woken up in time that I can go to Kirbycraft. And for like hours, I thought Kirbycraft was happening. And to the point where I like was messaging you and Rydian and I was almost saying like, Kirby soon. And then I suddenly realized it's Monday and we do that on a Friday. <laughs> So it wasn't even <laughs> happening. But it just didn't it just didn't click for like ages. Oh I was so God. sure that like, oh thank goodness I woke up in time to get him for Kirby Craft. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. You know what the moral of this dream is? It's that you have been working too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
You have Yay. got too much on your plate, and now you're getting sick, and you need a rest. I need a holiday. You need a holiday, or else I will be Holy mad. Bobs. Oh no, you're Chris Tarrant. <laughs> I'm Chris Tarrant, and I'm here uh, to tell you to go on holiday. Oh jeez. Maybe yep. that's why it was Michael Palin, because doesn't he do one of those like travel shows where he just goes off on jollies? Probably. I've, I've never like really understood what it is that Michael Palin does, I'm going to be honest. It's from um, Monty Python. Yeah. And then Let's see. So that's he... just been enough. What does he, what does he do <laughs> to now? To get him to go off on jollies for the rest of his life. Yeah, he just kind of does stuff. I think he's one of the Python people who hasn't turned into a questionable person, <laughs> thankfully. I think he's one of the good ones. Hopefully. He does do travel documentaries, you're right. Yes, that must be. Maybe that was like a hint. Maybe maybe Michael Palin was the side of me that's like, you should go away, you should go for a holiday. And the work side of me was Chris Tarrant and he was pinning me down and like, no, like, you'll you never be a millionaire if you and don't do work. Six pack sliced alone swooped in representing Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> My little bit of relief <laughs> throughout the working day. Help me slide. <laughs> I don't, you know, I genuinely, I don't think I've ever seen a film with Sylvester Stallone. In, so it's baffling to me that it was him. Yeah, that's because just living in your brain, like ready to pop out. Well, the, the weird thing is, like, obviously, right. So like I say, I've been playing a lot of Borders Gate and everyone in that is just ridiculously muscly, like just toned, weird. Like, I don't want to I don't want to say like perfection because, you know, that's not everyone's ideal. But, you know, that's what they're aiming for them to be is these like ideal bodies in I'm doing quotation marks, but this is a podcast. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I watch a lot of wrestling where there's a lot of muscly people. So why Sylvester Stallone? Why an actor that I've never seen in any film? And I just, I think I tried watching a film with him in once maybe, and I couldn't understand him, so I stopped. But I don't know. It's just, it's weird for me that of all the hunks i guess is the word <laughs> all the muscly men that it could have been or to it be was fair sloan women i'd happily be rescued by Rhea ripley she could come and beat up chris tarrant for me any day <laughs> but like why Sylvester? Sylvester, Sylvester stallone it's just weird yeah i wonder if he popped up somewhere and just you know nestled away in your brain for a bit yeah, but just ready to rescue me when needed. I, I love how Star Studded Your Dream is compared to mine because there was another part of mine yesterday where I think I broke a mug and Zoof from Twitch chat was oh like... Oh my God, the Zoof? The Zoof, yeah. Happy birthday, by the way, Zoof. Happy birthday, Zoof. The Zoof was <laughs> like, oh, I have a, a Minecraft mug you can have. And I was like, nice. Bring it to me, please. Aww. So he, he delivered a Minecraft mug to my, my house and then he left. <laughs> and that was, that was <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the other thing. At the beginning of the dream was, oh, what was it called? The Minecraft language that I just invented. Oh, yeah, I can't remember what you said. 
It was, but it was like the Minecraft version of Simish. It was like the language that I guess Harry was fluent Harry in. Harry refuses to speak to anyone not in Minecraft language. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it would just be a series of... <laughs> um, I looked up Pin in the dream book. Right. And it says... It depends whether the pin is holding something together or is being used to pierce us or an object in our dreams. If it is piercing an object, a trauma is suggested, although it may be quite small. Yep. Huh. It was pinning my elbow a for some reason. Small, small trauma. It says... We may not be able to solve a spiritual difficulty immediately. A temporary solution may be necessary, and this can be symbolized by the use of a pin. Oh. Put a pin so in So maybe that. that is what it is. Maybe that was like, because I currently cannot go on holiday for a few weeks, maybe that was just saying, like, here's just a little pin. Just put a pin in it. Yep, put a pin in it. wait it out. You'll get to go. We need to get you a holiday. Well, I'm hoping that I'll go away at the end of October. Yeah. Because that's when Alex is, like, a bit more free. And, do you know, I might just book it and just go. Do it. Um, but the problem I have at the moment is um, because there's, like, so much medical stuff going on with the bunnies and I have a real trouble trusting anyone else to look after the bunnies even people who literally look after animals for a living i'm like no i don't i don't trust you <laughs> yeah no i don't blame you I don't it's like blame a you. real like i guess it's different when people have like like dogs i feel like are a bit more like if a dog doesn't eat one day you're sort of like okay i'll just keep an eye on them whereas with bunnies if they don't you're like something really oh, bad is happening emergency yeah. this is terrible <laughs> yeah yeah so no, like, I, I i get it you yeah. don't want them to get stressed either like because you know they're they're happy you do moving them putting them like in a place where they can board is is stress for them so yeah it's just like it's like tabs. Like I, I would never put him in a cattery. I think it would just stress me out. I think he'd be fine, but it would stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember I took him to when I was still working at the shelter. Like he had to have a vet check, so I took him there, and he did. He got really stressed. Bless him. He did a little wee in his carrier. I think he just Aww. smelt it and he thought I was abandoning him. And I, I just, I, I put him in his little. Um, kennel and i just started sobbing i had to start work and i found my cattery manager and i was just like please look after my boy <laughs> it yeah, was just, I, this is too stressful when um we first adopted genevieve we got her from the bath rspca and because she had some like pre-existing problems when she was in the rescue they the rspca will do a thing where they'll be like we treat those problems with our vet like to, I yeah. guess to encourage people to adopt and um so 
There were a couple of times that I would have to take her all the way to Bath and every time I would just be like constantly saying to her, we're not taking you back, you're coming back home with us, we're not taking... Because she'd already been adopted and taken back before and she'd obviously been abandoned the first time to put her in that situation. So I was just... It got to the point where I was like, do you know what, I'm just going to start paying for the vet and not take her here because I'm just so worried that every time that she thinks that she's being... Yeah. Just taken back again. I'm like, no, this is your home. You're here forever. Oh, (laughs) baby. You just wish you could explain. Yeah. It's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You're stuck with me. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get out of it that easy. Part of me is like, I wish Tabs could tell me what the heck he wants when he stands behind me and meows constantly. But then I feel like he'd just keep doing it anyway. But I'd be able to hear him. He'd be yeah. like, stop it. Stop streaming. Stop recording. Just pay attention to me. Okay. Fourth breakfast. I need more food. <laughs> oh, bless him. But yeah, I, yeah, I think this dream was just a stress dream. But quite an inventive stress dream. It was. It was elements. very intricate. Lots of stuff going on. Mm. Um, I'm really trying to rack my brain for the last time I even thought about Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Maybe he just showed up in like an advert or something and you didn't realise. Yeah. I guess he's been in the... Wait, is he in like the Expendables films or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think that? so. Because I think I did see... Yeah, he is. I think he's one of the main characters in those. I've never seen them, but I think I saw a meme about one of the films recently or something. So maybe uh, my brain made the leap. I don't know. It's like the only film I think I've ever seen that had him in was Son of Rambo, which has clips from Rambo in it, but I've not (laughs) seen his films um yeah very strange it just reminded me of like one of our very first episodes of comfort zone yeah when i was telling you about that article i read about the person dreaming about david hasselhoff and how it's more about what david hasselhoff represents than the man himself yeah, yeah, like, yeah oh, I remember that. Come full circle. What does, what does Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone, Stallone... He represents represent? having a break and playing board skate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't just Will just come and rescue me? He's meant to be blooming heroic. True. True. He does wind me up, though. <laughs> yeah, I've not really had Will in my party very much. The problem is when I can only have three and you can only have two people it's just like I'm just gonna pick I'm just gonna pick Shadowheart and Karlak and well I've had I had a star in my party for a while but then I think I said this last week I got another character and turns out they're really good so I was just like okay get in here sorry Astarian <laughs> back to camp <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I've gotten I'm into Act Three now though I'm deep in Act Three and oh, oh my, my god gosh. what a game what a good game oh my god I love it so much it's like probably one of my favorite games I've ever played 
You're it's so, so far good. ahead of me now because because Blumen, like I am playing with Alex and the two of us are so busy that the little time that we can manage to squeeze into playing the game, we basically will like go somewhere, do one fight and then go back to camp and then be like, yep, that's all we've got time for. <laughs> oh that's so sad yeah i really just want to like have a day where we just like get snacks and play it all day just like as if we're in our 20s again <laughs> bless you should you should yeah just just tell stream say nope sorry can't do it other work nope can't do it busy i have Prior engagements Tell and Alex, those engagements are to, a starian. <laughs> Tell us he has to put the day off. I have something very important we need to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just feel like, I don't know. I've been thinking more and more how, like, you know when they say youth is wasted on the young? I feel yeah. like I get that now because... Like, what did you do with your summer holidays when you were a teenager? You moped around and you I didn't do anything. Sims 2. Whereas, like, now, if I got summer holidays in adulthood, I mean, I would mope around and play games. I would mope but around But I would and play appreciate games, it yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> if we still, like... Like, when you're a child, like, school seems like the longest thing. But now I'm, like, finishing at quarter past three every day. Yeah, literally Give six me that. hours, I'll take it. Damn. <laughs> oh. Yeah. For real. For real, for real. Dear, oh, dear. <laughs> I'm, yeah. because of mentioning snacks, uh -huh. I'm looking forward to craving snacks again. <laughs> Oh yeah, because you're not been, able to eat. Yeah, like because I've been ill, and people are like, just have plain things, just have toast. But because, um, this is a bit icky. I apologize, but because on the day that I got the stomach bug, toast was the only thing I'd eaten, so that's the thing oh, I got no. to see in reverse. So toast is like the last thing I want to eat because <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> no, not toast, not toast, not toast. Which is heartbreaking because toast is like my favorite. One of my favourites. What about pleasures? <laughs> crumpets. Oh, maybe I could go for crumpets. I maybe really fancied um, potato waffles the other day. That was like the Ooh. only thing that I was like, they're nice and plain. You can put them in the toaster. They're easy to do. Just bish, bash, bosh. And yeah. then Alex, because Alex had the same stomach bug the week before. I don't know how Hello. it's taken a week to get to me. Yeah, that's um, bizarre. But he was like, oh, no, I ate the potato waffles. <laughs> I was oh. like, that's fine. <laughs> Aww. So um, turns out we did still have uh, hash browns in the freezer. Oh, OK, so that's I a ate... good alternative. Yeah, it's pretty much. I mean, it's all just mashed up potato fried in some fashion, thing, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I managed to eat two little hash browns. Nice. I have just... I feel like I've not eaten properly, like, all week. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I have been eating, but I made a tagine at the start of the week, and I made so much that I've had it every single day. 
And I'm just like, I need a vegetable now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I crave vegetables. Yesterday I I ordered a pad thai. I was like, oh, I'm going to treat myself. So I got a pad thai from Wagamama's. Nice. That was that was pretty good, pretty good. Not the best pad thai, but it was a nice nice change from tagine. Yeah, I always mm. think like whenever I have something that forces me to break up my eating habits, such as this stomach bug, or when I had my wisdom teeth out, so I couldn't eat for like a week, and I'm always like, right, this is a chance to start eating healthy stuff. I'm going to be good. I think then, you eat pretty damn healthy anyway, to be honest. Well, always like I'm around, everything thing... you make is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always like the first thing I eat when I'm like, when I can eat again. I remember when I had my wisdom teeth out and I could hardly open my mouth. But like the first thing I ate was a donut and I cut it into slices and like posted <laughs> it into my mouth like I was a post box. And oh I was like, God. I could, I could be eating anything for healthy right now. Like when I got, um, covid and i couldn't taste anything and i was like this is probably a good chance to have like spirulina things that are really good for you that i hate the taste of but i still just ate the same <laughs> the same trash even though i couldn't taste it you don't want to be healthy when you're sick though you like i mean you want to be healthy as in not sick but you don't want to eat healthy you want to <laughs> eat comfort food you want to eat donuts and chocolate <laughs> yeah <laughs> At some point, I have to get my other wisdom teeth out, and I've put it off for like two years now because it was so horrendous having oh the God. first lot done. <laughs> was it two years ago? I think so, yeah. Bloody hell, that's gone quick. Yeah. It's one of those things that they were like, okay, booking for the next appointment in six weeks. And I was like, okay, la 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 la. <laughs> la, 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 la. No. Two years later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so lucky that my wisdom teeth just grew normally. I've never had an issue with them, thank God. Well, oh, I feel dear. like having them out on the one side is has helped a lot. Which is why I've sort of put off getting the other ones out because it was really bad. But also it's just not causing me as many problems anymore. Yeah. Um, But oh my gosh. So I chose to keep my teeth when I had them out. Yeah, so that you wouldn't be cloned. Yes, (laughs) or Mm -hmm. controlled. And um, I put them, they're in like a little bag. And uh, which I think has the tooth fairy on it that the dentist gave to me. Um, And I put them next to my bed. But because next to my bed, as you know, is such a nightmare of stuff. um, Loads of things have just been piled on top and they've got (laughs) lost and all of this stuff. And the other day I was like, you know what? It's time. I'm finally going to tidy next to my bed. And I was like, putting all the clothes in the wash. Well, worse. The, te- the like teeth had come loose and they were escaped. And I just, I looked down on the floor and I was like, what is that? And it was just like a human tooth. And I was like, <laughs> I remember just thinking to myself, what level of ADHD is that? Like, <laughs> finding teeth, teeth amongst your belongings <laughs> randomly. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, at least it was my own tooth. It's fine. Yeah, that's the but... least... Yeah. (laughs) Bloody hell. 
third days. My God. Yeah, God, I, 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 I relate to the whole mess by the side of the bed. <laughs> Jesus. I have managed to like maintain it a little bit recently, um, but it's not. It's nowhere near Alex's side. It's still horrendous. Horrendous. He said he was listening to a podcast. Oh, I can't remember the name of this other podcast. It's something like Don't Panic or something like that. But um, they were saying that one of the things that people do with ADHD and other such things is you have what are called or what they refer to as bags of doom, where you get these little bursts of tidying up and you put things you in put a bag. You put everything into one bag and then put the bag in a cupboard. Yeah. Yep. So next to my bed is literally like bags of doom. It's just all yep. bags of doom. Um, and Alex was saying in this podcast, they said what can help is having someone else there to sit with you whilst you sort it. So he keeps yes. offering, bless him. He's like, I will sit with you and we Aww. can go through the bags together. And I'm like, thank you. Just a warning. There might be teeth inside the bags. <laughs> <laughs> it does really, really help having someone there. Like when you're sorting through stuff for sure. Like I, my mum, bless her, has come round before just so that I can like get cleaning and stuff because when you're on your own, there's just no motivation to do it. But as soon yeah. as you have someone next to you, it's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, I wouldn't really, unless I've got a big burst of energy, I wouldn't have uh, a day where I just make a lovely meal for myself. I'll just eat pitter and hummus. But if someone's here, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll cook a whole meal for you. I'll play blah, 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 blah. I'll make cocktails. I'll make a meal. I'll do this. I'll do that. But as soon as they leave, it's like, I'm going to sit at my PC and eat popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like when Alex goes away ever and I'm just having to do dinner for myself, I'm just like, I guess I'll just eat some cream crackers for dinner yep. tonight. Because I, yeah, like you say, there's just no motivation to. Yeah, it's just, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll just sustain myself somehow, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Bags of doom, though. I have so many. I have the recycling bag of doom, which lives next to my uh, washing machine. It's full of bottles of Pepsi. I have the washing bag of doom, which is currently at the end of my bed. It's an IKEA bag full of washing that I'm going to take to my parents' house. <laughs> I have the craft bag of doom, which lives in the cupboard full of old crafting stuff. I have the cosplay bag of doom, which has been in front of my wardrobe for about three years, which has a cosplay from about five years ago in it, uh, which I haven't moved <laughs> for all yeah. of that time. Uh, yeah, I, I have many. I'm very, very versed in the ways of the bag of doom. Yeah, it's just like the one that gets me is the several bags of doom that are it might come in handy one day yes and the worst thing is when it does come in handy and it just you affirms it away. It's like the no, day like you it, it, away. it just like affirms all of your bags of doom because then you're like ah well i was right about this thing uh -huh. coming in handy so i should keep all of this and you're like uh. <laughs> the thing is as well like with the bags of doom i find that i know what is in each and every bag of doom and if anybody was to come into my flat and tidy it properly and put things away and move my bags of doom if i go and look for something i will get so stressed because i'll be yeah. like it was here it was in the middle of my carpet with in a plastic bag for at least a month and it was right there and i was waiting to use it and now it's not there <laughs> now i'm stressed 
Uh, it's, it's like, like I, I, yeah, I just, I know where everything is. I know that I have, um, this is so random, but in my cupboard where I keep my hoover, I know for a fact that I have a little thing of green stuff that you use for like Warhammer miniatures and stuff. Because yeah. I used it for my D&D miniatures like months and months and months ago. And I'm like, yep, I have green stuff in it. And every now and then I'll just be like... Yeah, I've got green stuff. If I, if I, I might need that for a miniature at some point. <laughs> and it's in that cupboard, and I know that it's in there. <laughs> yeah. It's like the back of an Argos. <laughs> you know that if someone orders it and you go back for long enough, you'll be able to find it yeah. amongst the mystery, yeah, the yeah, mystery yeah. items. <laughs> Your brain is ordering it, and then you're the little conveyor belt bringing it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. But like, the I have like a wardrobe full of clothes, and part of me is like, I've not been able to access part of the wardrobe for so long that I can't be missing any of that stuff. Just I'm the same. Yeah, I have it. not opened my wardrobe in so long because I I just cycle through the same clothes and I don't put them away <laughs> yeah I, they they just sort of live in a pile in a, folded folded I'm not a monster they live in a pile folded on the floor and when I need them I remove them from the pile and I have not opened my wardrobe in the longest time because I don't need any of it yeah and I, I really really need to take it to like a charity shop or something just to empty the wardrobe out a, a little bit the wardrobe is like my big one to tackle. Yeah, I have started using it a bit more recently ever since I did tidy the floor a little bit because do you remember I told you about when I couldn't find an item of clothing and Alex was like, yeah, I hung it in the wardrobe and I was like, that's the last place I would think to look. <laughs> I literally looked in like the washing bin, the floor, yeah, the, floor. the living room. <laughs> I was like, why would I, why would I look in the Where wardrobe for clothes? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, oh but I, have, I would I be exactly the better. same. Oh my god. Dear, what dear. is wrong with us? <laughs> Why are we like this? Yeah. Imagine if me and you ever lived together. Oh god, it would be a nightmare. It would be such a mess. <laughs> there would just be shit everywhere. There'd be tooth teeth all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god well well on that note <laughs> <laughs> oh. thank you for listening everyone thank you um I hope you all have had lovely dreams and I uh, have you seen a Sylvester Stallone film I don't know what's the question who have you, what, have uh, you dreamt of any celebrities lately yeah Who's, what did they do? Well, why? What did they represent? Who why am? were they there? Yeah. Who they? Do you have teeth on your floor? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kirsty, thank you very much for a lovely chat. Thank you, Bryony. And thank you everyone for listening. Until yes. next time. Bye-bye for, for now. Bye-bye.